This podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record, the Rwandri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal elders and Torres Strait Islander communities who may be listening today. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Glitter and Gold, the original Steps podcast, the first podcast dedicated to discussing and dissecting the legacy of Steps, the UK's biggest mixed gender pop group of all time. We are your hosts, I am Scott. I am Brad. And I'm Shane. And here we are, another episode. How are we doing guys? Very good, thank you. So How are good. you? Three episodes in. Look at Very us. Very well. Three episodes mm. in, 55 million to go. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Um, before we get into today's episode, because it's a little bit of a, a special, almost like a bonus little treat for everyone, we just really wanted to say a massive thank you to every single person who has liked, shared, downloaded, commented, um, DM'd us, emailed us. The support that we have had over the last few weeks has just been pretty much like beyond anything we had ever thought of definitely from my perspective anyway I kind of never thought about the part where people actually listen um so just from all of us we just really wanted to say a massive thank you um to everyone for your love and support it's been so overwhelming and we appreciate you very much agreed 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 and shout out to Steve Anderson for the for the share oh my god yeah like the fact that he went out of his way and and um shouted us out on Instagram is is you know we didn't ask him to do that he you know he obviously just found it and listened and um amazing so we appreciate it very much we need to discuss the sugar babes we saw the sugar babes I feel like this podcast (laughs) could just be an hour on that like more than an hour to be honest and I also want to apologize to anyone who has been following me on any of my social media accounts for the last couple of weeks because I feel like every account that I have just turned into a sugar babe stan account okay so I'm gonna stop you right there hun don't you dare apologize for that don't you dare apologize for that don't you dare apologize for living your best life oh my god we (laughs) I oh my god I lived my best life (laughs) <laughs> my goodness me it was so, so like, yeah. fun wasn't it it was so fun um i i got to see them first in in sydney because i was in sydney and i went to their show there and was also for world pride and mardi gras and they blew the roof off the Enmore theater it was just electric um, did a little meet and greet beforehand and I told them how, I'll tell you the little story that I told them and you boys know this already, but I'll tell it for the podcast. Mm. Um, I wore a singlet that had the words, the Steps logo on it because I actually didn't have a Sugar Babes t-shirt or didn't arrive in time. And, um, and I said to them, I'm not wearing this because I don't like you. I'm, basically, I'm wearing this because when I was younger, I loved Steps a lot and that made me very uncool. But then I started liking you guys and then my friends liked you guys as well, or you girls, I should say. And all of a sudden, I was cool again. So I just want to thank you for making me cool. And they loved that. They, you know, they're like, oh. And then Siobhan was like, oh, Steps are bloody cool anyway. And I was like, I know, I know. But Scott, I know, and it's both of you actually, you went and saw them in Melbourne. Yeah, and it was Honestly, like Brad, I mean, you, bless you, you were just, I I was, (laughs) do you know what I got to say? It was, 
I I loved being able to witness that whole evening with you, Brad, and just seeing you so excited, so nervous to meet the girls. It was such a moment for me to witness you meeting them for the first time. And yeah, let's just talk about that for a moment. So Shane, just for your context, I basically, I kind of half walked up to them and then I kind of just stopped. (laughs) I froze and that, that had to beckon me over and I was like, you're not like, I kind of just like, I started mumbling kind of like I am now. I just kind of started mumbling and just like, Oh my God, I love you. I like love you for 20 years. And, and then, but then I was like, but then I went all business. I was like, no, hold on. I've got questions. And I just like went and asked them very specific. You were asking them the most specific obscure questions that only a member of like pop justice forums would, would dare ask them. But I, I loved you for it. We're just like, I've got no idea what that song was 10 years ago. Like, I have no idea. And I was just like, oh, God. So I've been waiting 10 years for these answers. And they're just like, yeah, uh, I don't know. We hadn't decided for every single question. I was like, oh, great. And then I you know, got my photo. But they were so lovely. Oh, my God. The level of love that I have for the Sugar Babes is, as you guys know, is exactly the same as Steps, right? So this was the first time that I was meeting them and seeing them live all in one night. So it was very overwhelming. And just seeing people that you have been looking at a screen through like on a screen for the last 23 years and then almost thinking these are actually real people. And they were just so nice and so beautiful. Like, I mean, of course they're beautiful, but like I was probably the most um, struck, like starstruck by Siobhan because Siobhan in person is just oh, she was like, gorgeous oh my god she is just beautiful gorgeous. oh mm. and Keisha she had her baby hair and Muria was just like rocking with her bandana and she was just like oh my god it was like it was incredible as someone who has done this process of meeting their idols like aka steps and so forth um I did this the very first time I met them all as a five so it was back 10 years ago whatever the ultimate um the ultimate tour um it was really nice as a friend of yours to watch you go through this process of like being super anxious. And I know that doesn't mm. sound right, but mm. to, to just understand what you're feeling and, and the level of admiration that you have for them mm. and just to have that validation and to have that mm. moment that you had with them that you you can take away and you'll have forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, you paid for a meet and greet. Yes, you were front row and all that sort of stuff. And yes, yes you kind of did pay for that. But there's another level of that that you just – that's why – bands sometimes do meet and greets and why people buy them and do them and do them multiple times because you you know it's something that it's it's an experience that you just adds on top of the music that you already feel so good about do you know what i mean and watching you do that the the i remember talking to you after it that night um while i was in sydney and and you just were just word vomit to me and it was just yeah like as someone who's been through the same thing what I wish I had was someone to debrief it with afterwards because I didn't actually have anyone to debrief meeting steps with afterwards my friend was in uh, London with me but he just didn't care that much so Mm. (laughs) you know so yeah uh, it was really nice to hear and I and I I I feel the same for you Brad because I think like Scott did tell me what you just told me about you stopping there and then all of a sudden you went into business mode and had questions like I understand that. I understand that feeling so much. And it's just it's just nice that you both had that. Well, can I just say one more thing on Sugar Babes and then I will stop talking about them, even though, you know, I could probably do a mm. bonus episode. You can start your own Sugar Babes podcast. Um I wanna give a shout out because 
I, look, Sugar Babes collection coming soon at this point after that being on that high. Um, I just wanted to say, because at the Melbourne show, Brad, you and I, um, I met actually, because I went to the Brisbane show as well. And what I really loved was over those two nights, I met so many people that I'd been talking to online. Um, in Melbourne, Brad, you and I met um, Adam Eve from This Is Disco and Girls Light Anthology. Yeah. And he was so nice. And I, and we actually, you know, because definitely for him and Right Back At Yeah, those two podcasts, you know, they're ones that we look up to um, and really are the blueprint for what we're trying to do here. And to meet Adam and have a, a chat with him, um, that was super nice to meet him. So just wanted to give a shout out to him. And then when I was in Brisbane on the Monday, um, I met Chris from Big Nostalgic Energy, if anyone follows that on Instagram. So it was just really nice to meet him as well. So just wanted to give a bit of a shout out to those guys because it was just really nice over the course of that weekend to kind of follow the sugar babes around the country and just meet lots of different fans who just get it as well and are on the same page as all of us. So um, just wanted to give a little shout out to those guys. And I mean, Shane, I also want to touch on that. I mean, you had not just that night, but you had like a whole couple, like two weekends of, you know, uh, amazingness. Yes, well, um, I'm just, look, I was up in Sydney for World Pride um, and Mardi Gras. So I got up there like, oh, like the 22nd of Feb or whatever that was and did all the gay things like... The straights just had to sit back and watch. It was our city. I was exhausted just watching just watching your Insta stories made me exhausted. I went to I went to a few parties, but I know some people that partied more than I did. Like I did a, a selection of events. Like I went to the some movies and I went to like a, a a concert at the opera house. I went to some comedy nights. I also went to a couple of gigs, you know, um Harry Styles and and Sugar Bays being the two of them. Plus I also went to a couple of parties as well. This is one particular party I got home at like six thirty in the morning. Um <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> dirty stop out. Absolutely dirty stop out. I mean it's world pride. I mean hello, I've got to take taste the local produce. Do you know what I mean? And there was lots of international guests in town, and I had to show them a welcome to. You had Sydney. to show them a good welcome. A welcome, welcome to, to country, country is what it was. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, of course. Um. So Shane, I think with this episode, we're gonna um hand it over to you because you really are the mastermind behind why we have this specific um interview that we're going to play and you are um, the brains behind all of this and it's really because of you that um, we are able to do this. So explain to the audience what this is and how you obtained it. Thank you. Um, so this is an interview with Lee that I obtained approximately 10 years ago or so from a friend of mine who uh, worked in the industry. Um, that friend is called Lawrence Akers. He worked in the music biz. He used to interview a lot of artists and so forth and he has interviewed Lee. He's also interviewed All of Steps, which unfortunately, I don't have a copy of that one. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, come on. Lawrence, <laughs> get digging in those archives, um, Lawrence. So this is an interview with Lee that... Uh, we do, we do have faith. This is an interview with Lee that we um, have uh, to play you, uh, that you can listen to. It is recorded on a phone call from 1998. So I will just preface that the sound quality is not as top-notch as what it is in 2023. Um, yeah, you will hear a slight humming sound throughout it all, um, and it will sound like a phone call from a landline from 1998, but it is fun. It adds to the authenticity Correct. of it. I it really love it. Does. it really like, does. we're literally we're literally going one step in the past. 
one foot in the past. Oh, no, one footstep in the past. Damn it. Ah, I got the lyric wrong. <laughs> one foot in the past. <laughs> one foot in the past. So, yeah, so this interview is really a great way to sort of... Or now, like, we're in 2023, and this was recorded in 1998. So, however many years ago, 24 years ago that was. Uh, 25 years ago. 20, 25, 25 years ago that was, sorry. Um, oh and so, do you know that like Better Best Forgotten just celebrated 24 <laughs> years did. last yet, like it this did. week, and I just it makes me feel like really old, like I don't okay, understand. Well, we won't talk about how old people feel because someone <laughs> has a milestone birthday in three weeks, and we're just going to talk about that. All right, 21. That's 21, right, 21 again <laughs> for the ninth plus, plus 19. 19 years. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Um, so, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, enjoy this interview, everybody, of Lee chatting with Lawrence, a friend of mine from 1998. Um, and it's really great to hear what some of the questions are asked and knowing what the future actually held, what the future came for them is what I'm trying to say. Um, so enjoy this recording. Hello, Mr. Aker. Yeah. So we have Mr. Latchfield online. Go ahead, please. Right, okay, thanks. How are you, Mr. Latchfield? Hello, is that Lawrence? Yes, it is. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing? Not too bad at all, thank you. Um, I suppose the first question would be, uh, for Steps, it seems to be a fairly um, overnight success. Is that the case, or did uh, did it take uh, a few years of work to get... No, it literally has been just a rocket of stardom, really. It's just yeah. been... We've been together for about a year and two months now. Yeah. So we, we auditioned through a paper called The Stage for in England which a lot of performers, artists, singers, dancers, they all apply for jobs through, and there was just an ad in the paper. And, you know, the typical ad that says young, talented, female, yeah. male, lead, singer, attractive, all that, just come along and audition. So we did that, and there was months of auditions, thousands of people, and eventually it got narrowed down to the five of us. Cool. Were you one of the, the first to go through, or where did you fit into the picture? I was actually, myself, Faye, and Claire... We actually attended the very last audition, believe it or not. Oh, really? And, yeah, and um, they already had Lisa and H. Mm. <clears throat> so they had some sort of say if the three of us got it or not, really, because they left us alone just to see if we'd get on and, yeah. you know, how our sort of personalities clashed or if they clashed and things like that. So, yeah, I was one of the last ones. How well did it, it gel? Because, like, obviously for a, a pop group, there's obviously a fair amount of manufacturing going on and often there's a, a lot of conflict in personalities, but how well do you guys actually gel? We actually gel very well. It's quite scary, actually, <laughs> how well we go on. It is, it's, it's, I know it sounds so cliched, and I know a lot of groups are told to say that as well, mm. but it's just so natural for us to do it because, um, like I say, we sang, we danced, and we had interviews at the audition, but part of it was to see how well we get on, and obviously you make that extra effort when you're there auditioning, you know, yeah. we all know that, but... It just felt so easy, and we've been together just over a year now, and there hasn't even been one sort of major row or dispute about anything. It it really is quite scary how well we do get on. Yeah. Like a family. Does it still surprise you with how kind of successful you've been so shortly? Uh, surprise is quite mild. I was just shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Because like, we all thought, like we, we first went into it, and it was 5, 6, 7, 8, the line dance yeah. song, as you well know. Um, and we were a bit like that, oh my god, how is this going to go down in England? Because line dancing is so big in England, yeah. but no one had really attempted to like make a pop group and go the line dance way. Mm. It's all very hip and R&B and cool and you know things like that, and yeah. this is very much commercial pop. So we thought, oh, what the hell? We had a lot of belief in it. 
I I'm thought we'd really go for it. Yeah, I've got to admit, I actually, uh, I've got cable television over here, and, and we get Top of the Pops here every uh, Friday shortly after you guys have it. And that was the first time I ever saw Steps was on Top of the Pops doing five, oh. six, seven, eight. And I, I got to admit, I'm a bit of a dag. I fell in love with it immediately. I thought it was just one of the best pop songs I heard in a long time. Cause just it, yeah, excellent. It, it just sounded so uh, original and so different. And kind of knew at that point it was either going to be a song that, that was going to be a massive hit or just going yeah. to uh, sing into obscurity fairly quickly. Well, funny you should say that because when we did Top of the Pops with 5678, it's yeah. actually the eighth week that it had been in the charts. Really? It took eight weeks before we got onto Top of the Pops. Hmm because there was loads of other groups coming through and I don't know if you'd know already but we never actually made it into the top 10 but we were the biggest selling we've actually gone in the Guinness Book Records for being the biggest selling single of all time not to enter the top 10 I was about to say because over here you did enter the top 10 here I'm we were number sure. one in Australia weren't we? yeah <laughs> but in England no it got the, the highest chart position was something like 13 or 14 if I remember rightly but it outsold a hell of a lot of other artists that actually did enter the top 10 because we hung around for so long in the charts I think one thing that you guys did do, which probably scared a lot of people, was um, a lot of the more uh, credible reviewers, who are usually afraid to admit to like this sort of thing, had to eventually give in and exactly. admit to loving it, especially when Last Year My Mind came along. Because mm -hmm. anyone who didn't like 5, 6, 7, 8 seems to like... I love Last Thing On My Mind. And over here <laughs> in Australia, 5, 6, 7, 8 is also on the Last Thing On My Mind single. So sure. they, they secretly have a reason to own a copy of 5678 yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's kind of like hats off to you guys there for that, for a start. I think we're just sort of proving everyone wrong at the moment, because a lot of people, like you say, did have the feeling of, oh, this is one of those one-hit things where yeah. it's a bit of a dance routine, and everyone could, like the Macarena and things like that, there's yeah. not going to be anything else. But the big difference is there that we are a pop group and a lot of people didn't think that at first. Yeah. We were trying to make this statement saying, look, it's two guys, it's three girls. We're, we're giving you something new, something fresh. We're not hiding anything. Mm. We're not saying that we're something we're not. You know, we're just being really honest and what you see is what you get. Fun, happy steps, which is a family group and people are starting to fall into it now. So it's great. I'm also surprised from what I can gather from the interviews I've read previously, uh, you guys seem to not care about the fact that you guys are manufactured to a degree. In fact, you seem to quite o be o quite open about it, and that kind of uh, yeah. implies uh, that it's okay, even. And people don't seem to care about it when you turn around and say, oh, yeah, we're no. manufactured a bit, yeah. The thing is, like, a lot... A lot of groups are manufactured and they go out there and they say, oh no, we met at school and we grew up like this and we've mm. had this going for years and you know that it's not true. You know it's a crap, so why yeah. do it? And the good the difference with us and the good thing with us is we weren't actually manufactured, as you say, by the record company. What happened yeah. was the management put the audition it out. We got the part, so to speak. Mm. Then the six of us, like manager and the five of us, we went out and you could say, all auditioned record companies for yeah. us to see what was best for us and see who understood us the most, who got the idea. And, you know, that's how we came with Jive in England and Pete Waterman and people like that. Because they straight away, they just looked at us and thought, yeah, this is going to be a hit and had the belief and faith to sort of go with it. And so there's kind of a similarity there to Take That story in a lot of ways because Take That was similarly put together through a management in preference to a record company. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, um... Personally, what type of stuff do you listen to away from away from steps? Um, Music-wise, I listen to um, really across-the-board stuff. I can sit down and listen to soul, yeah. like me classic soul. Um, but I also like um, rock ballads. 
you know, like Mr. Mister and Kiri and Drive, yeah. you know, the cars and things like that. I love that type of stuff. I like, I like mellow music you can just sort of unwind to really like romantic type music, things like that as well. Mm. Listen to almost anything really. Yeah. What type of uh, direction does the, because the album for Steps hasn't been released in this country yet. Right. Um, what type of direction does the album take? Um, there actually isn't one. <laughs> no, that's, that's a fair enough question, but it's so diverse. Um, for, you know, we've got five, six, seven, eight on there. Last thing mm-hmm. in my mind, we've got some really good dance numbers on there, yeah. and then we've got some really strong ballads. And even diverse from that, we've got some that H, the other guy, he actually sings a lead on a few. Yeah. So it's it's just to think, oh my God, you know, this is a group that has got so much talent that can go either way. It, it sort of keeps you guessing and. I think that's the best way to be because no one can put you in a pinhole then mm. and they can say, ah, they're doing this, they're doing that. At the moment, nobody knows what we're doing. Yeah. And to me, that's the best way to be because we keep hitting everybody with these big surprises and everybody's like, oh my God, that's Steps, I did five, six, eight. No, it can't be, but it is, you know, so it's just keeping everyone on the toes and hoping they enjoy it, but it's classic pop and it's, you know, just good fun. Yeah, I read some of that you guys are even starting working on your next album already. Yeah, there's, there's songs being written for us at the moment, and we're also getting our heads together and writing a few ourselves to see if we can come up with some yeah. for the second album. What direction do you think you're going to try to take there, or are you just going to do it as uh, eclectically as what you've done with the first one? Yeah, I think it'll more or less be... I think it'll be a bit more mature, yeah. but it'll still be along the classic pop sort of line, because that really is what we're about. And, you know, we're sort of almost making this big statement about having lots of fun and being bright and colourful and breezy, mm. big, happy family type of group. And, you know, we love it. We like the audience. We want to, them to join in with us. And it would be silly of us, I think, to suddenly change and be totally yeah. different. Well, I think you guys are a happy music. I think it is also a... Uh, it, it's not so happy that it's saccharine happy either. It's just a, the right level of dosage. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense, which is kind of cool as well. Yeah, it's not it's not too cheesy and it's not too oh my god, what is it? It's just you know sort of have a bit of fun. Yeah. Now over here in this country, um, you've also developed a, a big fan base from the gay community. How do you feel about that? I think it's great because you know obviously we want as many fans as yeah, we can get, as everybody does. But um, no, we are we are a very gay band, I suppose you could say in one way that you know the fact that it is very happy and all that, and some some bits is cliched and. Like, we've got a very big gay following in England as well, and yeah. they're, to be honest with you, the best clubs we do. Yeah, we get that's such true. a good response, and we, we have a wicked time when we do gay clubs, and, you know, I'm all for it myself. I think as long as you just enjoy yourself and live life to the full, you know, yeah. just go for it, really. Oh, that's good, because I remember reading an interview with uh, Five recently, right? and uh, they were saying something like, you know, uh, that they made the implication that before they were being have been famous, uh, if anyone implied that they were gay, uh, they'd bash their heads in. Oh, God. And well, I we've already that... had it, myself and H in the group. It's like, oh, you, you know, because there's girls in the group as well. Yeah. And to be honest, if you're, every question people ask is, are you seeing the girls, you know? So when we say no, because obviously we're not, we are like brothers and sisters, we yeah. don't so well, it's like, oh, so you must be gay. I got to admit, I think the gay community has the habit of doing that. I think anyone yeah. that appears attractive, they suddenly uh, go, oh, are they gay, and try to find out. And even in Australia, like, I mean, a lot of the gay community have gone around going, is Steps gay? And, and after much probing, it's come back, no, no, they're not. And we're all kind of going, oh, shit. <laughs> but still, like, I mean, it's, we're all looking forward to you guys getting out of here promotional tour. I oh, think. yeah, so are we. We can't wait to come over there. When are you guys actually arriving? We're 
thinking of coming over in September, I believe. Yeah. Doing a, a bit of a tour around Australia and then moving on to Hong Kong and places like that. So I think it's going to be around September. It's pretty phenomenal. When you, I just can't get over the fact that you guys have only been around for a year. And, Not can we? <laughs> and already you're leaving England for Australia and Hong Kong. That That's pretty extraordinary. But like at the moment, you know, we're here in Singapore and we've just done the Philippines and we had, we had a huge reaction in the Philippines last week and mm. we sold over 20,000 copies and went gold within being there for four days. Jeez. And it was absolutely incredible. No, Nobody else has ever done that except for the Backstreet Boys, apparently. Yeah. Does it get frustrating for you, though, being kind of confined into this pop requirement? Or you just... Um, it might be difficult to say because it's so fresh in you. You might be just yeah, so it's happy so fresh, living but this life. I see it as a job, to be honest with you. I know yeah. that may sound a bit critical to some people, but... No, I can understand that. Yeah, I get you know I get up in the morning and I get up like anybody else does mm. for a job, except for I could be getting up at four o'clock in the morning when they're getting up at nine, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> get on a plane and going somewhere when they're getting in the car. Yeah, but that's a bit different. I mean, I don't get into my office and have people like yeah. raise a girl screaming at me as I come to my office. <laughs> yeah, that, no, right, that's a bit different as well. Fair yeah. enough. But um, but yeah, I just like you get out there, you do your job, and I don't see us. None of us do. We're entertainers. We don't actually think of ourselves as sometimes people say pop stars. Yeah. We don't really see that. I think the pop star bit is, like you say, when the fans are screaming at you or like now, for example, doing interviews and having photo shoots and things like that. Yeah. I think that's the pop star bit. Do you still get kind of, uh, like, when were you ever a pop groupie yourself? I wasn't, and I think that's why I don't understand, you know, half of it, because I wasn't one to go out and follow a group and scream when somebody was around me and get all hysterical and that. Yeah. And even now, like, if, you know, if you ask any of the other guys, I'm quite cool and calm and collective and I don't let anything phase me. We go and do big gigs. We did smash hits in England and worked yeah. with Janet Jackson, Celine Dion, the Backstreet Boys. And I was like, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And the other guy's like, that. oh my God, oh my God, it's yeah. Janet Jackson, Celine Dion. And I was like, well, calm down. <laughs> I think I agree. Like, I mean, for me, having done so many interviews, once you, you meet one person and realise how extremely normal they are, it's, uh, you tend to realise that everyone's quite normal. Yeah, of Until course. Until you come across the occasional wanker that... Well, yeah, when, when they think they're more than they are... It's by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Excuse me, this is the conference administrator, Mr Latchford. I'm oh, hello. I'm just informing you that your next interviewer, Chelsea Ling, I don't have the correct number for her, so that conference won't go ahead. But continue oh. on, gentlemen. I do apologise for the interruption. Okay. That's okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Gary>. I <laughs> there's been a bit of a stuff up here tonight with the wrong number for you right, guys. Right, yeah. So I was sitting here waiting, and it was like, no, they're not calling. And it was, oh, yes, they are. They've got the number. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, so it's the worst thing when you're waiting for that because you have to, you know, you, you either die and you go to the toilet or, mm, yeah, or exactly. something's come up that you just want to do and you wait for this call. <laughs> oh, the TV's crap. There's nothing on. <laughs> uh, no, you just wait till you get to Australia. You think it's crap in England. Uh, uh, okay. I suppose, uh, you probably won't get much time to watch TV when you're over here, though. Uh, um, I hope not. Anyway, I think I've got enough info, so I shall yeah. take up too much more of your time. Sure. But, uh, thanks very much again. That's right, mate. This has been one I've been looking forward to doing for sure, because you guys are just brilliant. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah. A lot of fun. So I look forward to seeing you guys get over here so I can come and see your showcase or something. Are you guys doing a showcase over here? Um, we've got some planned in, like I say, but I don't really know the details yet because it's all still getting planned. Yeah. So. All I know is it's sometime in September. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for your time, Lee. Okay, you take care. No problem. Thanks very much now. Bye-bye. Bye. How awesome was that, guys?
That was actually awesome. I um, I mean, I've listened to this interview quite a few times over the past 10 years or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's been quite a number of gaps between me listening to it when I listen to it again. So you kind of forget things and whatnot. Um, but some of the things I love that, that they talked about was like Lee and Lawrence talking about Steps and the gay community being early adopters, early adopters, and Lee commenting yep. that the gay bars are some of their best gigs because they get the best response. I, I have no doubt believing that Lee would get the best response at gay clubs. <laughs> Even now. You are correct. You're correct. You're right there. You're right yeah. there. Even 25 years later. But like the thing with that question, Shane, was that, you know, back then, those sort of, I mean, you know, this is 25 years ago, those sort of questions were not asked very publicly and it wasn't really spoken about. It was very taboo. So the fact that he was not only asked it, but answered it so openly and comfortably as well um, is, was really nice to hear, I thought. Totally. And I also loved him. Like Lawrence asked him a question like, what's the direction of the album, step one? And he's like, oh, there isn't really a direction. <laughs> it's just like a mix of songs. <laughs> wow. But he also backed that up by saying it's a mix of songs to showcase the talent of all members. So like talks about H having a lead on some songs and so forth. So I loved all that. And Track seven. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you'd even heard it at that point. Oh, no. Well, they, they would have had to, I guess, because this would have been, what, July-ish? Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about Julyish. It's about Julyish that they um that they recorded this interview while they're in Singapore, and um they also mention that they are working on album two already. So there you go. Yeah, I found that really interesting. The fact that Step One hadn't even come out yet, but they were already discussing and that they were recording, and also mentioned that they had been writing for album two themselves as a group, which I find interesting because we, from my memory, we never got anything from them in that era that they had written as a band. We did at the concert. So I, I do wonder what that was about. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Is our dancing from this era, from Steptapular era? That's from the next era. No. So. Oh, well, kind of though, like, because that, the next, so the tour that was from was sort of what, like March, April-ish, 2000. So it was, it was still, the, it was the Steptacular tour, but it was leading into Buzz. So, I mean, potentially could have been. But Lee's We're Going to Have a Party was mm. from, uh, would have been around, would have been the first one recorded because he was the first one to have a solo writing credit during a Steps production because the rest of the Is band that the just covers. song? Yes. Um, the other thing that I found really interesting that the guy referenced is we obviously in the last episode talked through the Step 1 era in Australia and, and the two, there was two things that we had discussed, which was first of all, Top of the Pops where he was talking about that, you know, for me and for, for you as well, Shane, I think the first time we, you know, really saw, well, no, not for you, but for me, um, seeing five, six, seven, eight on top of the pops. And Lawrence mentioned that in that interview, but also the other thing was he referenced the fact that five, six, seven, eight was on the last thing on my mind single. And that he said that people that hated five, six, seven, eight love lasting on my mind. And then would buy bought lasting on my mind and realized, Oh, it's like the same, the same band, which is exactly what we had discussed in the last episode. Exactly. So I find that really interesting that that was, you know, really prominent that the record label did the right thing and putting that hype sticker on that single to say that it was on the record and, and that helped with sales. So I just found that part um, really, really interesting as well. All right, guys, and that is it for another episode of Glitter and Gold. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, give us a big thumbs up. Give us a like. Give us a rate. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast fix from. 
Don't forget to follow us at Glitter Steps Pod on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. You can follow myself at Steps Collection on Instagram. You can follow myself, I'm Shane, at Stepmeister on Instagram. Or you can follow myself at Brad Schmerling at Instagram. And until next time, see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.